0: Holy Father in heaven glory be unto your name for your loving kindness bestowed upon all of us we are in a battlefield on this earth and except the Lord is on our side we will be continual losers another day has begun we have battles to fight Lord we pray please equip us and strengthen us by our side, O Lord. May your word enter into our lives, strengthen us, and help us. We pray, Father, that the words we will be listening to now shall be an armor to us. We ask, Father, put your words in my mouth, O Lord, for I have nothing to say to equip anyone. But I pray, Father, that you will speak through me. Grant all of us, both I who is speaking and those who are listening, of your spirit that by your spirit we shall be empowered to do the will of the Lord. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage, February 14 And Abraham drew near and said, Will thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? that be far from thee to do after this manner to slay the righteous with the wicked shall not the judge of all the earth do right genesis chapter 18 verse 23 and 25 abraham had honored god and the lord honored him taking him into his counsels and revealing to him his purposes Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do?" Said the Lord. And the man of faith pleaded for the inhabitants of Sodom. Once he had saved them by his sword, now he endeavored to save them by his prayer. With deep reverence and humility, he urged his plea. Himself a sinner, he pleaded in the sinner's behalf such a spirit all who approach God should possess. Yet Abraham manifested the confidence of a child pleading with a loved father. He came close to the heavenly messenger and fervently urged his petition. Though Lot had become a dweller in Sodom he did not partake in the iniquity of its inhabitants Abraham thought that in that populous city there must be other worshippers of the true God. Abraham asked not once merely, but many times waxing bolder as his requests were granted. He continued until he gained the assurance that if even 10 righteous persons could be found in it, the city would be spared love for perishing souls inspired Abraham's prayer. While he loathed the sins of that corrupt city, he desired that the sinners might be saved. His deep interest for Sodom shows the anxiety that we should feel for the impenitent. We should cherish hatred of sin but pity and love for the sinner. All around us are souls going down to ruin as hopeless, as terrible as that which befell Sodom. Every day, the probation of some is closing. Every hour, some are passing beyond the reach of mercy. And where are the voices of warning and entreaty to bid the sinner flee from this fearful doom? Amen. the title of our devotion is Countdown for Sodom our key text is taken from Genesis chapter 18 verse 23 and 25 and it says and Abraham drew near and said will thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked that be far from thee to do after this manner to slay the righteous with the wicked shall not the judge of the earth do right here we see the story of Abraham pleading with the Lord we have already seen how hospitable Abraham was and in receiving this, these strangers that were passing by his home he did not know he was receiving the God of heaven the creator of heaven and earth was walking by his home and a good lesson for us to learn is the humility of Abraham the hospitality of Abraham and the, the meekness of Abraham in doing what he did now, having entertained these guests, understanding that he who stood before him was his own creator, God himself showed kindness to Abraham. Reading from Genesis chapter 18, from verse 16, it says, And the men rose up from fence and looked toward Sodom. And Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation. And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he had spoken of him. And the Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which is come unto me. And if not, I will know. Very important lessons to learn from here. Abraham at this time, an old man, chooses to see his visitors off to, to give them an escort. And he walks with them. It's a lesson for us too that is a kindness to do to your visitors to give them a walk when they are leaving the home Abraham did the same thing if Abraham had just told them goodbye nice to have you around the conversation which he had with the Lord wouldn't have taken place but he escorted them and in escorting them that was when the Lord said should I hide from Abraham that thing which I do which leads me to another lesson you see God is a perfect judge of character God could see the future of Abraham, but this was a future Abraham had made for himself. And what was it the Lord said? The Lord said, Should I hide from him, seeing that Abraham shall surely, wow, it seems Abraham's destiny was fixed. He says, Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him that he shall command his children and his household after him why is it that the lord could say about abraham that he would surely be a great nation is it that destiny had fixed it for abraham no that was not the case like i've just said earlier this future that the lord could see of abraham was a future that abraham had made for himself his previous choices were the sure evidence of what he was going to be in the future because of the choices Abraham had made in the, few, in the past, the Lord had already known. He had already tested Abraham. The sacrifices that Abraham had made is what made Abraham to be called the friend of the Lord. We can also be called a friend of the Lord. We can so fulfill the will of God that he will call us his friends. There is a sacred union we can have with God if we will honor him by firm, strict obedience to his laws and also by representing him in a crooked and perverse generation. God's blessings and his intimacy, his closeness are always reserved for those who also make his course their own course. To such who at all hazards and without selfish purposes will make sacrifices for the Lord surely out of love god will not hide what he does from them he will call such ones his friends do you seek to be to to make the name of the lord great then you ask yourself the question can you make the sacrifices abraham made have you left father mother brother sisters have you left the world for christ's sake have you made tough sacrifices for the lord when the lord has required it from you then by making those choices you are sealing your destiny abraham sealed his destiny with the choices he had made and that was why the lord could say surely he is going to be a great nation i know him he will command his house after after himself to follow after the lord why did god know this about abraham his past choices were evidences of what his present and future was going to be what has your past been when the lord has required you to make sacrifices did you make them the Lord cannot call you his friend unless you do that in John 15 and John 16 when the Lord was talking to his disciples he said to them henceforth I call you friends why would the Lord call them friends Peter at the time had asked Jesus we have left all and followed thee what shall be there for us now my point is these 12 disciples Judas later, later went back but the other eleven. They had left all they also made the same sacrifice abraham made they left their father their country their kindred for the lord's sake and the lord called them friends david was called a man after the lord's heart because he also made great sacrifices for the lord when it was required of him we too can be called a friend of god we can have conversation with God the way the Lord had with Abraham. And the Lord can say, What is the point? Can I should I hide from you? Whatever your name is, should I hide from you what I'm going to do? The Lord can come so close to us and reveal to us his plans if we will make great sacrifices for him. It was not until Daniel, Shedrach, Meshach, Abednego had chosen the Lord to serve him at cost of their own lives did god have a great nearness to them the lord comes near to those who will make great sacrifices for him the lord comes near to those who will give up all for him and the lord came near to abraham because abraham had made those choices don't go around singing abraham's blessings are mine when abraham's sacrifices are not yours if abraham's blessings must be yours if you would have that converse with god talking face to face with him if you would have yourself be called a friend of the Lord, if you have the Lord say about you, Should I hide from you the things that I want to do? Then be ready to make those sacrifices for the Lord. Whenever it comes to the point where you need to keep the commandments of God and as you know it's going to cause you great consequences, do it. By doing that, you are sealing your destiny. The statement the Lord made that Abraham was surely going to be a great nation showed that the destiny of Abraham was already sealed. But how was this destiny sealed? It was sealed by Abraham's past decision. His faithfulness to God in the past had sealed his destiny. God can judge our characters by what we have done in the past. But what we are doing today matters because we are making history for ourselves. It doesn't matter what the past had been. I don't know what Abraham's 75 years was before the Lord came and told him to leave his father's house. The Lord is telling you today, forget about the past. Start today and you will see the Lord will come near to you. That is one lesson that we can learn. Another thing now going on in Genesis 18, reading from verse 22 downward, it says, And the men turned their faces from thence and went toward Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. And Abraham drew near and said, will thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure there be fifty righteous within the city, will thou also destroy and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do, after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked, that be far from thee. Shall not the judge of the earth do right? And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. And Abraham answered and said, Behold, now I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. Peradventure, there shall lack five of that fifty righteous. Will thou also destroy the city for lack of five? And he said, If I find there forty and five, I will not destroy it. And he spake, unto him yet again and said peradventure there shall be forty found there and he said I will not do it for forty's sake and he said unto him oh let not the Lord be angry and I will speak peradventure there shall thirty be found there and he said I will not do it if I find thirty there and he said behold now I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord peradventure there shall be twenty found there and he said I will not destroy it for twenty sake. And he said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry. And I will speak yet but this once. Peradventure 10 shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten sake. And the Lord went his way. As soon as he had left communion with Abraham, and Abraham returned unto his place. A very interesting dialogue here between Abraham and the Lord first thing i want to ask how do you address the lord today people want to command the lord and they speak authoritatively in declaration as if they are better than abraham look at abraham and blush for shame for those of us who want to pray and in our prayer are shouting at the lord abraham said to the lord please don't be angry that i'm making my requests do you say that when you are praying to the lord Or do you pray with such authority as though you are speaking to the rock and using like moses did using your stick to hit the rock the lord is not your mate the lord is god terrible and mighty and for us to talk to the lord we must understand that we are given a privilege abraham understood that it was a privilege to make requests He had no right to make any request from the Lord. He had nothing he could point to and say, this is my justification. This is what I have done for the Lord. This is my merit that makes me deserve what I'm asking for. And he asked like a sinner. Like we read in our devotion, Abraham saw himself as a sinner and requested like a sinner. He says in Conflict and Courage, page 51, paragraph 3, himself a sinner, He pleaded in the sinner's behalf, such a spirit all who approach God should possess. I read it again, such a spirit all who approach God should possess that is in our prayers. Yet Abraham manifested the confidence of a child pleading with a loved father. He came close to the heavenly messenger and fervently urged his petition. Here is combined reverence and confidence. Here is combined a sense of unworthiness and yet fervent prayer. This is how we should come before the Lord. Do not forget who you are, that you are a sinner. But at the same time, do not forget who the lord is that he is a merciful god remembering that you are a sinner you come before the lord and speak in humility remembering that he is god you come before him in reverence with your voice your tone your looks and the choice of your words made in such a manner that you realize who you are talking to and you realize who you are not going and speaking in such authority like we see many people do today thinking that because they want to show that they are powerful that they are prophets and then they start to say i declare this and i declare that shouting at god making requests telling him do it now now that's not how to speak to the lord you have forgotten who you are talking to the lord is merciful that he tolerates such kind of irreverent behavior such kind of disrespect that we give to him look at Abraham and blush for shame. This is the way to address the Lord, pleading, understanding that we are sinners and the Lord we ought to be reverent towards Him. But having understood that, we still understand that the Lord is our Father to us and we can plead with Him. And press our petitions fervently confidently but where does our confidence come from does it come from self does it come from a sense of our own worthiness and righteousness and holiness is that how you come before the lord in confidence of your own self no you come in the confidence of our lord jesus christ in confidence of god's own character that since he has said we should come then we come boldly before the throne of grace confident in his word since his word said so i am only doing it because his word said so it was left for me i will not come close to the lord i don't see why i should make any request after i have done despite to his grace so much knowing that i'm a sinner why should i come and ask the only reason i come to ask of the lord and plead my petition before him is because he has said i should do so and because of my lord jesus who died on the cross now that doesn't mean i should be irreverent towards him just because he has given me the opportunity but i should also understand that i don't deserve it therefore i'll be reverent that's a lesson there another lesson we see here is the dialogue and the request of abraham shows us that the world owes its existence the world owes its preservation to the few righteous among it. The plea of Abraham, asking that if there were 10 righteous people in Sodom, the Lord should not destroy it, and the Lord granted that, shows us that it is on account of the presence of the righteous in our cities, in our villages, that the Lord has not destroyed. Reading in the book of Proverbs, chapter 11, verse 11, it says, By the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted, but it is overthrown by the mouth of a weak of the wicked. The blessing of the upright is what keeps a city going. Again, in Proverbs fourteen, verse thirty-four, it says, "Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach unto a people." Here, in Genesis eighteen, verse thirty-two, the Lord said, "I will not destroy it for tens' sake." This shows that we can preserve our people by being righteous. For the sake of ten righteous, God would have spared the city. God spares many today because of his children who are in the place. The wicked owes its existence to the presence of the righteous in their cities. Let there be no righteous in the city and the Lord will come down to see. Count down for sodom is the title of our devotion and here we see the lord is counting down he told abraham that the wickedness in sodom was great and he has come down to see just as he came down to see what they were doing in the tower of babel the lord came down to see if the lord comes down to see what is going on in your life what will he see if he comes down to see what is going on in our cities what will he see i pray that the lord will see good and he won't see anything By the which he would use to destroy us. Love for sinners is another lesson we see in the life of Abraham. Love for sinners shown by warning them of their end. It ought to be a sad thing for us to see the death of the wicked or people in sin around us. We can liken and relate with Abraham in what was happening in his time. Because today, sodomy is in the rise. We see the LGBT community around us. The gay community how do you view them abraham had the gay community around him and he pleaded on their behalf that the lord should not destroy them we also ought to plead on their behalf that they should be spared but how do we show love is it by tolerance you see tolerance is not the same thing as love and tolerance is not the same thing as patience patience doesn't mean we've given up patience means that we are waiting we're waiting to see the change and it shouldn't be a thing of joy to see the destruction of the wicked. In Conflict and Courage, page 51, paragraph 5 and 6, we read, Love for perishing souls inspired Abraham's prayer. While he loathed the sins of that corrupt city, he desired that the sinners might be saved. His deep interest for Sodom shows the anxiety that we should feel for the impenitent. We should cherish hatred of sin, but pity, 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 and love for the sinner all around us are souls going down to ruin as hopeless as terrible as that which befell sodom every day the probation of some is closing every hour some are passing beyond the reach of mercy and where are the voices of warning not the voices of encouragement in sin but voices of warning and entreaty to bid the sinner flee from this fearful doom Where are the hands stretched out to draw him back from death? Where are those who with humility and persevering faith are pleading with God for him? The help we can give to sinners around us is to pray for them, not just to talk about how what they are doing is wrong or to talk about how it is a sin, but rather go on our knees and pray for the sinner. Plead with God to spare them and plead with God that their life should be changed. Abraham hated the sin but loved the sinner and that is how we should also be but one would ask why should I love the sinner who are engaged in what you consider to be disgusting behavior I'll tell you how you can't do that when you understand that the devil is behind many of the evils that's going on in our world and when you see people manifest terrible behavior you need to understand that Satan is behind it. Were it to be of them of their own selves many will not be engaged in the behavior that we see them engaged in especially as i say now sodomy and um yeah many people do not see these things as wrong but the word of god is clear even god himself said that these people their sin was exceeding great and he needed to see it for himself and deal with the issue not that god was not patient with them he himself was patient Abraham is not more merciful than Jesus Christ. He is not any more merciful than our Lord who created the heavens and the earth and even created man. The Lord himself doesn't delight in destroying the sinner. In the book of Ezekiel, we are told that, that he, doesn't dest- he doesn't delight in the destruction of the sinner, but that the sinner should turn from their wicked ways and leave. And the Lord pleads with us, turn ye, turn ye, for why will you die? The Lord doesn't interest himself in destruction. But there comes a time when there's a countdown and as the lord is counting down then he has to intervene when things have gone beyond measure and for us we need to learn to love the sinner many people are suffering in sin struggling why not for any reason that they cost for themselves but by the education they received they do not know any better and they are practicing the evil they are practicing For some others they struggle with it they are not doing it because they love to but because by a a young age they have had some terrible experiences which has led them into the lifestyle they are living and they find it difficult to come out they struggle they cry they pray they wish that they can be delivered but it's not so easily done for this reason we need to have mercy on them there are many who will be lost wishing to come out of their sin but yet couldn't come out and they will be lost they deserve our pity they deserve our love and even those who seem to be enjoying it they are still objects of pity because they are deceived by the devil let us learn these lessons from abraham the lesson of courtesy the lesson of reverence towards god the lesson of faithfulness that will lead the lord to call us his friend I also learn the lesson that righteousness preserves a nation and also love for the sinner should be in us i pray that the lord will imbibe these teachings in our lives because this is the warfare we are talking of that the image of god may be reproduced in us as we learn these lessons and put them into practice amen let us pray loving father in heaven the lessons we have learned now we pray that you will give us the grace to put all of it in practice we want to commit unto your care ourselves forgive us for the times we have been unmerciful forgive us for displaying impatience towards those who are in sin help us lord to show love by warning and giving messages of entreaty for the sinners to come out of their sin and help us lord that we also may overcome whatever the struggle in life lord we pray that when you come down to seek that we will be in a state where we can receive the Lord into our lives and change our ways. Thank you, Lord, for hearing and answering our prayers. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen.